Hi, I'm your host, Dave Kemp, and this is Future Ear Radio. Each episode, we're breaking down one new thing, one cool new finding that's happening in the world of hearables, the world of voice technology. How are these worlds starting to intersect? How are these worlds starting to collide? What cool things are going to come from this intersection of technology? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Okay, welcome back. Here we are, season two. I am so excited for this season, so excited for my very first conversation here. I have an awesome guest, Ron Jaworski. Ron, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, thanks, David. It's, it's a pleasure being here. So uh, I'm, I'm Ron Jaworski. After a, a short uh, NFL career as a quarterback of the Philadelphia, I hope I hope I'm not saying, <laughs> not just joking. So I'm, I'm the CEO. I'm the CEO of Tunity Audio, a, a, a company a startup that is uh, trying to audify the internet, so to speak. Uh, and uh, super, super excited to be here and talk to you. Absolutely. It's so funny that you mentioned that Ron Jaworski. Um, you know, when I was getting ready to interview you, I was searching Spotify to see the podcast that you've been on. And I type in Ron Jaworski and there's like a hundred different, you know, episodes like football talk America and all these different <laughs> things. So no, I'm talking to the better Ron Jaworski. I'm not talking to Jaws today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's awesome to have you here. I'm really, really excited for this because what's funny is like when I first started Future Ear, I thought, okay, what are going to be the future use cases for hearing aids? That was the very central question to everything. Then obviously the consumer hearable side took off. AirPods became a monstrous hit. So then it evolved into like, okay, what's going to be the use cases for, you know, not only hearing aids, but for all these true wireless earbuds, uh, AirPods and the like. And, and so as time goes on, like that continues to be at the root of what I think about. And, you know, it never fully registered with me how big of a deal text to speech is for my world, like the, the impact that it's ultimately going to have. Um, I've had a number of conversations with you and it, it just like, it kind of was like, yeah, this is a big deal. I understand it, but the gravitas never fully registered. And, and then what happened was um, I actually came across BBC's synthetic voice that was out of Project Songbird and it just blew me away. I'm like, oh my God, if this is the way that the synthetic voices in, in all of these automated Um, text-to-speech engines are starting to sound, they sound really, really realistic. And it started to get me really excited because ultimately it made me think that what happens if you not only think of spoken audio as being podcasts, but you think of the entire internet as being made audible, right? Like this idea that any article that you read, your local newspaper, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, any type of content that you read in the not too distant future, if you can consume it in the same way that you can do it through video or you read it through text, it's a third modality and it's done through audio and it's done in a really compelling way. And, and what are all the different facets of that? And, and so I'm really excited to have this conversation today because I think this is obviously has massive implications to the world that I operate in. You know, if you're a hearing aid wearer um, and suddenly you, you, you know, you not only have this device that serves as an amplification tool to help improve the quality of life, but also you can think of it as, you know, a newspaper for your ears. If you're a huge fan of the New York Times and you read that every single day, what happens if you can just listen to 50% of those articles or 100% of those articles? So I wanted to get Ron on because he's the expert in this space. I mean, let's start with Trinity. 
Um, this is your baby. You, you created this thing and you had an epiphany. Um, so tell us about how this whole thing came to be and what the big vision is here. Cause I think we're on the same wavelength with the potential of, you know, converting text to speech. Uh, so, uh, first of all, yes, yes to everything that you said. You're definitely <laughs> right. This is the same vision as, as, as I have. Uh, so, uh, the epiphany moment basically came at, uh, I was going down, down the elevator. I was reading an article on my mobile phone, got into my car and thought to myself, why well, can't listen to an article I just started reading? This is the moment that I said to myself, it doesn't, it was 2017 and I thought to myself, it doesn't make sense that I don't have like an easy solution just, that I just press play and this is it. I'm listening to it. And, and th- this was the the eureka moment and i said okay i i need to set forth and 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 and, and do that and uh, i have a history coming from from the ad tech in- industry from from uh, video products and and uh, dealing with media companies and dealing with the users that consume content and dealing with advertisers uh, because we also offer a, a monetization on top of our solution and I, I understood that there is a, there is a product that, um, first of all, makes sense, makes sense for the user because yes, there, there are times, there are mindsets that I want to listen instead of, uh, instead of reading, instead of watching, I want to listen. Uh, I understand that there is a, a you know, 2017, uh, for those of us that likes audio and, and, and audio is their thing, we started feeling like, okay, this is our time is coming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's coming soon. Uh, so I did understand that there is a, there is a market education to be made, but definitely media companies, publisher, content creator will start to understand in the coming years, the importance of audio. And, you know, they are always looking content creators, media companies are always looking for a generate a, a new engagement with the users, a new, a, a new user experience. And of course, if they can add, a monetization layer and, and generate also some revenue out of it, thumbs up. And, and you know, the last thing is, is advertiser when, when I was sure that, you know, the same that happened from TV um, and then YouTube started and then, you know, a, a lot of the budgets went from a, a mm-hmm. TV advertisement to, to online video. I was sure that the same is gonna happen with, with audio from radio to online audio in, in different forms due to the fact of all the uh, uh, additional data and information and targeting that you can uh, use within the uh, digital landscape. So, uh, by the way, this is the reason it's called Trinity, uh, because it's the holy triangle between the user, the publisher, and the advertiser. And of course, I always tell this joke that it's also funny to have the holy trinity from a couple of Jews in in Israel. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but 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 this is this was the moment that I understand. I, I actually remember it clearly, sitting in my car and saying, "Okay, there there is something here." I I and and, and actually the epiphany was both. I understand. I understood that. If it makes sense for me, it will make sense to a lot of other people. And I understood the fact that it serves all the checkboxes, all, all, all the pillars of the of the internet. And I remember the first um, media conference uh, when I, I had. <laughs> it's funny. 
I, I had like a, a web page. Uh, I, I think I even of USA Today with a, <laughs> with some sort of an embedded player that th this was the first uh, uh, design that I had in mind. And I went through different parts. I talked to people from USA Today and from Wall Street Journal and, and I showed them, okay, this is what I want to do. And everybody looked at me, okay, so you are the, the crazy guy in the room. Okay, we just wanted to know who, who it is. Uh, but, you know, three, three years later, uh, Trinity Audio is a fact. And uh, more and more uh, publisher and media companies and content creators are joining on, on a daily basis. And, uh, and, and as I said in the beginning, our, our vision is basically to audify the Internet. We, this, is, uh, this is our aim, turn any textual asset to audio add a voice layer to it and have it accessible. As you said, you know, walking down the street, have your a personal assistant give you any kind of information, any kind of data, anything that you want will be available with the voice command. Yeah, no, I love it. I, uh, it's funny, like, I feel as if I've met more audio companies and audio engineers from Israel. Um, there must be something in the water over there because you guys all <laughs> seem to have a lot of prowess when it comes to these different technologies. But, um, you know, I, I really like the fact that you came from the ad tech space, and I want to definitely circle back to that. I think that, you know, this idea of... Um, it's ultimately part of the attention economy, right? Like in today's day and age, attention is the only scarce commodity out there other than maybe Bitcoin. And so, you know, <laughs> if you think about it, that's the, the one thing that everybody's fighting over is your attention. That's the one thing that we all have and everybody's fighting over it. And so I think that it makes a lot of sense that you had that sort of thought process where, okay, television ad budgets eventually migrated to YouTube, um, at least at, in, in some capacity. And, you know, if the attention is ultimately going to be that a lot of people are going to be spending more and more time consuming content and spending their attention through their ears, um, that then means that there's probably going to be a lot of advertising opportunities. So, I would imagine that your hunch there is right and that there's a lot of different, you know, you can do pre-roll, mid-roll, all the different ads that, you know, you would in, insert into these in the same way that when you're reading an article online, you have ads intermixed, you know, intermittently. And so that makes a lot of sense to me. Let's take this example that you mentioned there about walking down the street, right? Again, applying this to the use case that I'm most interested in on the go. I think that the world of that we're living in today, I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to just keep hammering it home. A hundred million pairs of AirPods exist. There's probably a whole lot more than that. I believe that was like as as of the end of 2020, um, or I'm sorry, as of the end of 2019. So the pandemic only increased it, not to mention all of the competitive types of hearables that are out there. So there are hundreds of millions of true wireless earbuds that are out there, and it's only picking up steam. So I always kind of frame every, all of my thinking in, in these use cases under that assumption that this is new, right? Like for anybody that's building anything today, I got really excited at the end of last year about MarsBot because I thought, you know, now we're starting to see apps that are legitimately being built off of the assumption that people are wearing AirPods in their ears for extended periods of time. And that is going to continue to happen. And you can apply it to hearing aids as well. <clears throat> and so I thought, okay, so let's start to kind of like parse this out, right? Um, and, and, you know, apply this logic. If I am 
reading an article, um, I think that one of the most intriguing possibilities here is, let's say that you, you know, Trinity Audio has the the TTS engine that is running, um, uh, I'm sorry, speech or text to speech at yeah, TTS. And it's running behind that article that I'm reading. So I, I'm reading, you know, an article that takes me 10 minutes to read. I've gotten halfway through it. I want to finish it. And what I prefer to do is just listen to that last five minutes. A seamless handoff would be incredible. And so let's say that that exists. And I would love to hear if this is something that you're working on where I can then consume that last five minutes. And then what's another intriguing possibility is what happens if I have another five minutes of my walk? Is that where the voice assistant thing comes in? And I have a really short little turnstile conversation where I can more or less retrieve another type of piece of content or walk me through your thought process here, because I think this is where things are starting to get really, really interesting is content more or less being handed off in a seamless fashion. And then the voice assistant playing the role of the curator for the next piece of content that you're delivered. Um, so, um, okay, I, I, I will divide it. Um, um, uh, let's divide it to two groups, okay? The, okay? the early adapters, the audio fields, the ones that are super excited about audio that are listening to podcasts for the past 10 years and not for the past one or two years, people like ourselves. So for us, uh, place uh, place our finger in the middle of an article and, and listening from a specific place or uh, discussing with our virtual assistant is a no-brainer. This is where we want to be. In many cases, the technology didn't catch up with our needs or our wants yet. When it will happen, my guess is one, two, three years top, we will be there. It will be easy, easy for us a, 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 to interact and manage our day with the virtual system. But let's talk about most of the population where we are there right now. For them, even the concept of having the option to listen to an article is not obvious. Uh, I, I must say that we are seeing from the, the, the user engagement with our, uh, with our product, um, many people, for example, uh, uh, that are placed, uh, that press play on our player and think that it's the actually a video player and the image on top of the article should turn into a video. So many, and, and it's, it's really new, the player listen to the article and everything. So a lot of the people don't understand that they have the option right now. A, a, another thing, by the way, a, and by the way, we get, get a lot of feedbacks from users that said, well, I, I pressed your player. I wasn't sure what what's supposed to do. And I listened and it was amazing. And it's great. And thank you very much. It's a great solution. I want to list, uh, uh, learn more. Um, so, so this is where we stand right now. So, so I think we still have tons of market education. If we're talking about just listening to the content using a definitely AI voice. So, and so on the virtual assistant side, we definitely have much more. The good thing about all of them is we have large companies like Amazon, like Google that, that are investing tons of uh, dollars and engineering power and, and, and marketing uh, into that to, to make this revolution come true. So this is the first thing. Um, in regards to where, where we stand right now, so I, I would say we are, uh, let's say, in the middle of between the situation that you described. So we don't have the option right now, uh, although it will be developed during 2021, uh, the option to just, I don't know, highlight a word and then start reading out from, from that specific word. 
uh, it's something that evolves. Uh, it's not something that it's, a, I would say, a barrier on the tech side. It's just a matter of integration and, again, education of the user. They need to know that this option is, exists. And this is, I think, definitely the education education of the market. It's something that I'm going to say again and again and again. But 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 it's a fact. This is what something that it, it's upon us to do. Um, we are uh, doing a personalization of content. So if we are learning your user uh, uh, your user behavior, if you understand what you like to listen to, uh, we know based on the publisher. Okay, it still st stays in the same place of a specific publisher. So for example, we work with uh, uh, the McClatchy Media Group. So if you are a Miami Herald uh, user, uh, you will be served several articles in the same session. So you don't need to like, you know, you, you press play and you're walking down the street, you can keep on walking and you get a, a, the, latest, a, the latest article, which are based on what, what, is the, uh, what is the hardest thing and something that is related to what you uh, like to listen to. Uh, so, so we are about there. Now, in regards to the virtual assistant, again, this is something that we are working on. We already have a beta working uh, that you can uh, converse, you can talk, you, know, you have the basic functionality, pause, next, increase volume, decrease, increase speed, things like that. And you have the discovery mode, like give me the latest news from a specific journalist, something like that. So. Uh, Let's, let's call it our personal assistant, is basically a, a, in beta mode right now. We'll release it later on. But again, when we think about it, market education, we need to enable the microphone. The user needs to enable the microphone. And then the, the biggest question is, uh, what will be the method of activation? Will it be a push to talk? You need to press something and then activate the personal assistant and then start uh, um, engaging with it? or it will be always on and it will just wait for an activation a, a keyword. For example, I don't know if you are in the Miami Herald. So let's say you said Miami and then the virtual system starts to work. Um, it's a question of privacy. It's a question of a, a load time. You know, basically we, a, we consume the battery. We consume the, 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 the internet bandwidth of, of a specific user depends on which system that we use. On the other hand, if it's push to talk, so we lose a little bit of this voice interface. So there are a lot of questions of what would be the best way and what would make user a, a take, a, take the first step in starting using. We have no doubt three years from now, four years from now, it will be a commodity. Everybody will use it just because at the end of the day, it makes sense. But it's a process, you know, like the same thing as smartphones, you know, when it came out 2006, 2007, Three, four, five years later, everybody, you know, looked back and said, "Well, uh, we are, we are hooked." Yeah, no, I think that's a a great way to frame it, and it's actually interesting. One of the next questions that I had, um, I, when I was parsing through all the Ron the Jaws interviews, and I came across <laughs> yours, uh, I listened to the one again. I had actually already listened to it, but I re-listened to the one that you had with Brett Kinsella. So thanks again, Brett, for doing some of my homework for me because I listened <laughs> back to that one. And I actually wanted to ask you about this point that you made because you made it on that podcast too about the commoditization piece. This is really interesting to me. And I think it's cool that you're transparent about it, that you know, basically it's a building block, you know, this whole text-to-speech engine. I'm I believe at the time you said that you were using 
Amazon Polly, is that still what you're using? Okay, so if you're operating under the assumption that um, eventually all kinds of websites are going to have this, uh, you know, type of text to speech, and that it's just going to gradually get better and better, and it's going to sound more and more realistic. What's the next phase? You know, how do you differentiate? Where are those differentiating factors? I have some thoughts as to like what I would imagine it to be, but obviously I want to hear it from you of where, where these things can be differentiated. So, um, okay. So let's, let's, let's talk at, at the backstage and then, then, well, then we'll move to the front. So cool. uh, on, on the backstage, we need to understand that text-to-speech is, is with us for the past 20 years. So uh, although it make a major dip in the last two years, it's, it's the technology exists for, for, for ages. Okay. And, and it's just a part, as, as you said, it's part of the building block. And, and the product itself, it's, it's a full building. <laughs> uh, so the TTS is definitely a part. But then you need to, uh, for example, one of the advantages that we have is in our solution that our competitor doesn't have is the fact that you take our JavaScript, you embed it on the page, and then with, uh, um, in many cases, in a couple of minutes, uh, our algorithmic setting do an assessment and he it knows exactly what is the textual part of a website and what is not. Now, in many cases, when you take a text-to-speech solution and you say, okay, I want to embed it on my web page, on my mobile app, uh, on the, whatever platform do you use to, to upload your content, you, uh, uh, you publish it per article. You publish it per a, a research, you publish it per whatever kind of content, basically. So the fact that you can take our solution embedded on the page in, this, in a matter of minute, it is relevant for all your web page, for all your article. This is definitely something that differentiates us. And this gives you the option of scaling. You don't need to go one web page yeah, at a time and, and you do understand. And uh, yeah, and then, and then for example, I, I had a, a call earlier with, with another website that we, we did some testing and and he said, you know, the fact that you, in, in, in a matter of seconds, all my latest article and even the articles that I wrote 10 years ago can be in an audio form, this is, this is immersive for me. So, so this, is, this is the first thing. And then, of course, turning text. So first of all, the analysis of the textual part of, of, a, of a specific article or whatnot. Then you have, of course, the creation of list, as I said earlier. You have a playlist. You're not you're pressing play. You're not listening for an article for two, three, four, five minutes. You're mm -hmm. listening to as long as you want. Uh, this is the second thing. The third thing, and this is a, a something that is uh, in, that it's super robust. We started working at the beginning of uh, uh, of last year, and actually this uh, uh, two weeks ago we actually released a major product that is built on all those different products. So so we have our CMS, which is our content management system. Uh, that basically any kind of audio content that we create for the publisher is stored over there. So once the publisher starts working for us, uh, it, all the audio content that we're providing is on the content management system. Uh, over there, he can mix and match. He can create RSS feed from any kind of content that he wants. By the way, all of that is categorized. So uh, anything is, that is related to voice SEO that will become a major thing in the coming years yes. is already being set up for it. So we actually preparing for what's going to happen two, three, two or three years from now. And for any kind of engine, mainly Google, of course, but not only, it will be easy for them to have a higher, 
easy for them, uh, the publisher, to have a higher SEO rank because we know that voice SEO would be a major thing in, in the coming years. Um, and basically, we index the, the audio file that we are creating for them. So, but not, not only that, any kind of search queries that we will need to make to uh, uh, enable the voice discovery is easy for us because we already uh, put the metadata that is relevant for a specific audio file. So we know, again, any kind of virtual assistant, of course, ours, but not any, any one, anyone else, can also find a, a, the, the relevant audio file a, for, a, for any query. And then using this RSS feed, you have the option to distribute the content using our CMS to any kind of audio platform. So if you want to have your content as a media company on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or whatever kind of platform that you want, with a click of a button, it's there. In addition, Alexa Skills, Google, uh, 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 Google Action, it's also the same RSS feed. We can push the relevant content and we can get it from, let's say, just, I don't know, the top, uh, the uh, most listened to, uh, the uh, most uh, recent uh, in specific category, let's say the uh, recent news stories, the recent sports stories. And you can have different feeds and you can have different channels, whether it's within the Alexa skill or on Spotify, it doesn't really matter. But you have a new way to distribute and connect with your users everywhere on the time. And and I want to mention two things about, about audio and, and about it. Um, in the last three years, we see that a podcast is booming and audiobooks is booming as well. Yep. And I think it's, it's, it's something that we need to um, hold a minute and think about it because you would imagine that um, one should go on top of the other. It, it doesn't make sense that people will listen more to audiobooks and more for podcasts. But what we found and this is what makes sense and when you are talking about on the go um, is the fact that audio stands for new time throughout the day. Okay, it, it doesn't come, you know, in many cases we talk with content creators, we talk with media companies and say, okay, but if they will listen, they won't read my article. Well, that's not the case. When someone wants to listen, he doesn't want to read and he doesn't want to watch. Mm -hmm. And this is the reason why audio is booming because it's new time throughout the day. It's we are able to do something that we wouldn't be able to do in 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 the past. If if I'm coming back from from work and I need to uh, prepare dinner for my kids and I want to listen to to an article, I can't read while I'm cooking. I can't read while I'm driving. Or right. hopefully I'm not doing it because there are some people that are reading while they're driving. But uh, but this is what we are doing, okay? So, so this is this is this is why it's a major revolution because it's, it, media companies find a new time throughout the day. So, for for a media company, it says, okay, I'm meeting this user for two hours throughout the day. Okay, now I have another thirty minutes where I can meet him. From this is a major thing for, for them, okay? This is this is like a, an epiphany for them, saying, okay, that, okay, we need to leverage audio because our user want to communicate with us. They want to consume the content that we have to offer. And so a bit of a side note, I'll go back to the system. Uh, now, one of the things that we released two weeks ago is actually um, 
as I said in the beginning, the, one of the differentiators for our system is the, 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 the robust, robustness, the, the, the scale, the fact that we can modify your whole content in a matter of seconds. Um, but we do understand that in many, many cases, you want to have uh, the option to do something which is more customized. You want to control uh, uh, the content that you are releasing. You want to have news flash or you have a flash briefing, you know, whatever you name it. You want to have a specific content that is not TTS, as uh, as simple as that. It's not something that will be published on your uh, on your web page or something like that. And something that you want to edit and something that you want to renew it all the time. So create an editor for journalists, reporters, writers. Doesn't really matter to create their own uh, different uh, type of content with more control on on the voices, on the pronunciation, on the tone. Uh, they can play with it more, they can edit it. Because if they want to have the option to uh, to control a specific article in, in different manners, like changing voices, or they have some problem with pronunciation that they want to pronounce differently, and or it's something that they want to release all the time. Like, you know, they have news flash, but every two to three hours they want to update. So we have this option and we built a, a product called the the octopus this is the name because it touched many many different uh, places and and basically it offers a news company sports company whatever they want you know to to have their uh, ai so to speak a newsroom that updates all the time and sends all the relevant uh, uh, let's call it new new reports or new uh, new information whatever to all the different angles you know and with a click of the button they update it and it's on Spotify and Google Podcast and on their Alexa scale, wherever they want. So, so with that solution, we basically um, gives the option of robustness on one hand and customization on the other one. And uh, two of the major things that we are dealing with right now for 2021 is definitely the voice layer. Uh, that, as I said earlier, it's, it's, it's in beta. Uh, and another thing, of course, is more and more personalization for the users uh, because I think this is definitely a major thing. Yeah, no, I think those are, I got so many different thoughts on this. The first thing I want to say going off of the side note that you made um, is, I mean, I, I can't agree more with what you just said about this idea that, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, attention, right? Very scarce. You only have so much that you can use and you, and it's finite, right? So it's not as if I can use an hour, you know, retroactively or anything like that. And so it's an efficiency thing, right? It's that feeling of I'm efficient. Um, as like an anecdotal example, this is a little embarrassing to admit. I was going to walk my dog the other night and I couldn't find my, I couldn't find my headphones and I couldn't bear the <laughs> thought of, walking in silence. But it, what I really, what it really, I think was, is that it's that efficiency thing. It's like, well, this is, you know, this is going to be like 30, 45 minutes that I could be spending consuming information and feeling that, you know, like, oh, I just knocked out another podcast and I feel a little bit more well-researched and smart and all these different things. And and so I, I, I fully support that notion that, you know, you only, you, you get 24 hours a day you should be sleeping for like seven to eight of those. And so we're really, we're talking about like 15 to 16 hours. And, um, and it's like, so what, you know, as an advertiser, they're trying to get at you at any given moment. And 
and you want to just consume content. I feel like, you know, whether you're reading something or you're watching something or now you're listening to things, um, I think you're right where it's an additive thing. It, it's, it's a new modality that plays into um, those times throughout the day. Uh, and, and again, I think this, a lot of those times tend to be those in between moments. And that's where I tend to think where the biggest opportunity here, especially around text to speeches, is the handoff. Is if you're watching a video and you can still relay some of that information through audio or through an article, and then you want to hand it off because you have to, you know, walk five minutes from the subway to your destination. And you, again, were operating off the assumption that everybody's wearing things in their ears. That to me just screams opportunity. And, and so I agree with you where it is that additive piece. Um, the other thing I really want to kind of get into here, and I, I definitely want to touch on some of the other things that you mentioned there. Um, but the piece that I really want to talk about next is around the, you mentioned a little bit ago in the last two years, you know, TTS has been around for a while, but in the last two years, we've seen dramatic increases. Like I said, when this really caught my attention was the Project Songbird from BBC. It's like, hello, I'm the new uh, synthetic voice from the BBC. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds like a person. And you had a really fascinating Twitter exchange um, <clears throat> with somebody that I, I was looking at where you were talking about this study that you conducted. <clears throat> and I want you to to share that study that you guys did um, and then use that as a reference to speak to how, how improved these are becoming and, and, you know, maybe the back end reason why they are sounding more and more human-like. Um, so, um, okay. So, so, so the experiments that, that, yeah. that we did and, and, and we did it a couple of years ago, uh, we we took a different uh, I think it was eight yes it was eight uh, different uh, audio pieces uh, of the same content by the way and we uh, and we spread it within our company and and we, we asked the people in the company to uh, to rate whether it was human or machine and from those eight uh, eight pieces uh, there were two that hundred percent said okay this is a machine there were two that a hundred percent said it's definitely a, a human and the other four was 50 50 something around that area and the only thing that everybody didn't knew is that all the voices were ai voices and what what we tried to find out actually what 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 i tried to prove is that people are biased okay yeah. Where if i'm telling you that this is an ai voice you will try to find where the machine got it wrong mm -hmm. you will sit and wait, there you go. You didn't pronounce it correctly. And, and, and I think this is a problem. And I think one of the things that usually when, when I talk about, about this experiment, uh, it's important for me to, to mention two major um, lines that are basically colliding. On one hand, we have a text-to-speech that, as I said, uh, two years ago, uh, uh, becoming more and more, um, um, you know, more and more robust solution, more more humane solution, due to the fact uh, of of the uh, the progress in machine learning and AI uh, that make it easier uh, to synthetic voice to become more humane. This is one thing. So so we have this line moving forward. On the other hand, 
we have a us as human being a engaging a, a having discussions having conversation with ai we are talking to virtual assistant we are talking to voice chatbots we are talking with machine more and more on a daily basis and due to that our ear becoming more and more tolerant to mechanical voices so those two lines are colliding and i think that it's in the near future i'm not talking 10 years from now or five years even less it will become easier for us because we will get used to it it wouldn't bother us as it bothered us in the past when we we heard a tts engine it sounds like stephen hawking or something like that and, uh, and so so this is this is where we are right now and and it's just getting improved and it's improving ex exponentially another thing which is super important by the way and this is branded voices and when we're talking about branded voices i'm, I'm meaning about um, you know the best example, and this is this is my dream. And if somebody that is in the audience is 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 a, a friend of the CEO of Nespresso, please make the intro or or get a call. Because my dream is to take George Clooney, put him in a studio, and generate the George Clooney text to speech engine, mm -hmm. and have all Nespresso a, a correspondence with their clients in George Clooney voice. And and think about it. You wake up in the morning. You say to Alexa, Alexa, enable Nespresso. And then George will say, good morning, Ron. How are you? What did you like to order? <laughs> I will order the capsules that I want. And then George will tell me a joke or give me the uh, the latest uh, movie that he's working on. And I'll say, thank you very much, George. And I'll wait for Or I'll go to the uh, uh, customer center. And then again, the voice chatbot will be in the voice of George Green. This is, this is what I mentioned. And there are tons of different brands and there are a ton of different advertisers and, the, and, and it's government and it's organization and it's university that will find their own voice, their own unique voice. And by the way, this technology, which two or three years ago would probably cost you at least $1 million with the actor and everything within it. Of course, not with George Clooney. George Clooney definitely will cost more, more than that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, any kind of other voice actor, um, Put them all, uh, 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 today we, we are getting to, uh, definitely for big brands, it's not it's not an issue, it's not big bucks, uh, but it will come cheaper and cheaper and everybody will use it. And you have the local dealership uh, with their own uh, uh, unique voice assistants and, and the local pizza, the same with their own unique voice. Yeah, no, I think this is a great point that you make because um, I have two lines of thoughts here. First, I think that it's highly important, and this is a trend that we're seeing now in the voice ecosystem way more broadly, is that the, you know, sort of the oligopoly of it, just, the, you know, the, the characterization that we're going to just have Alexa and Google Assistant and everything's going to funnel through them, that's quickly being, you know, broken down. I think that people realize now it's going to be a land of millions, probably, of voice assistants, all kinds of different voice assistants. Um, and, I, you know, it's going to be like a, a metaverse of them, basically. Um, and and so it's like, I think that begs the question, again, of, you know, one of the th one of the constant themes that I've heard um, from a lot of the different um, folks that are operating in the voice uh, ecosystem is, you know, like, they're 
when they're communicating to brands saying like, well, what does your brand sound like, right? Sonic branding and the spokesperson, like you mentioned. And I think this is another really good example of it is, um, you know, in a world where so much of that content is there's no skeuomorphic, you know, interface, there's no, like, you don't have the app, you know, in front of you, you don't see it. You don't have the advertisements, whatever that might be. Everything's audio, right? So it's kind of, um, and, and who knows, maybe there will be some visual modalities that go along with it in an ambient type environment. But by and large, I think it's going to be something where, you know, it's all based around audio. And so I do think that there's going to have to be a lot of thought put into every single brand of like, what exactly is that umbrella, that overarching theme of our brand um, in an audio only setting. And so I do think that this idea of having a branded voice more or less for whether it be the ads that are read about you um, or the own, con you know, the own media that you're putting out as a brand, um, that makes a lot of sense to me. The other thing that is running through my head here um, is the fear that some might have about, again, oh, AI is going to take all of our jobs, that kind of thought process. And, you know, an interesting sort of tangent to this is, um, you know, if you, if you look at the media ecosystem today, one of the biggest trends are newsletters. And so I look at like Substack, for example, it seems like everyone and their brother now has a newsletter that they're publishing through Substack. It's the hot thing to do. And I look at that and I say, okay, so in this, you know, if, if we use that particular medium and we apply it to this trajectory and we say that, you know, media is more or less migrating to our ears and all those newsletters become audiofied in some way. Um, <clears throat> I see this as maybe going down one of two paths. Now it could go the TTS path and, and, and there's a lot of specialization and customization around that, around what maybe you want your, your substack to sound like. Um, but the other option I could see is kind of like what Ben Thompson does with Stratechery, where he actually reads it. And so he reads it. He has a partner that reads his quotes, so it's not him reading his quotes. Um, but it has a very distinct feel to it. And again, it all ties into this theme that it seems like media is going to the ear. And my question to you is, um, you know, you know, kind of applying those two thoughts there, where clearly if as more and more media migrates to your ear, you're going to want to have a specialty, you know, touch to it. You'll want to have something that differentiates it in the way that it sounds in the way that it's read. Um, what are your thoughts around this whole thought? You know, do you think that, uh, that's, that there's room for both and that some will just opt to have it be done manually and they'll, upload everything through their own voice and they'll read it all. And, and there will be, you know, there's obviously a lot of voice actors that exist or do, does that opportunity more so fall in the more TTS fashion where you kind of create your own TTS engine that's branded around your voice, but it's able to be automated as sort of an engine. So that's, that's a great question. I think, well, I think there will be a mixture. I think most, at the end of the day, most of it will be AI uh, due to the fact of the, the, the efficiency and the cost. Because, you know, a voice actor, definitely everybody likes uh, to listen to a, a great voice actor. Uh, but it's also important to, to understand that, you know, um, I'm, listening to, uh, I'm listening to a lot of books on, on Audible. And in many cases, 
there's a good chance I would prefer Polly reading me out the, in the book than the voice actor that they brought to to read out the book for me. Um, so so I think it's it's also a, an expertise which is important uh, to get the right voice actors and make enough experience and, and 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 it's costly. So so I think in many cases you will have for the I don't know maybe the highlights or something which is more personal or something which is more like I don't know a, the the Christmas greeting would be with the human voice and and I think they you know the ongoing the daily uh, the daily routines the daily updates and things like that would be using an AI voice. What we need to remember is that at the end of the day, um, as, as, as we progress uh, with the, uh, the humaneness, if, if there's some sort of a word like that, uh, <laughs> we'll get quite close uh, to AI voices becoming, you know, it will be hard for you to, uh, uh, to differentiate human voice and AI. It's, it's already happening, you know, in many cases. A lot of the cases, you know, we are, we are getting people saying that, is, is this really an AI voice? And, and this is now, you know, so think what will happen with two or three years from now. So this is the first thing. The second thing, I think that the differentiate, uh, differentiator will be the, the different voices for, for brands, you know. Uh, so you will have, uh, uh, you will have uh, uh, the New York Times voice uh, on one hand, but you will have also a, a, a unique voice for, as, by the way, as technology become more and more cheaper, you have the unique voice for, you know, again, local dealership, the local newspaper, things like that, mm-hmm. or, or even even the, the, the public school will have its own uh, unique voice reading out the relevant books for the for the kids. So I think, um, uh, and by the way, if, if it would be a known voice, okay, uh, it, it also has its own characteristics, so, so it's fine. Uh, but I think... Um, I think at the end of the in the end of it, it would be ninety five, ninety seven percent AI, and you know for those uh, unique vintage moment, it will be it will be human voice. And but you know every every time that there is a revolution starts, everybody thinks about oh my god, what will happen right now? We right. don't have any more jobs, and new jobs come about. Uh, yeah, all the time, all the time. So. One thing that I'm curious about, another aspect of this um, that I've been thinking a lot about lately is the whole notion of what is a podcast, right? Like I think about it like obviously everybody has a preconceived notion of what a podcast is. It's, you know, a 30 minute, a 15 minute, a 60 minute interview or a soliloquy or a group chat, you know? So, but my point is that in a world where truly anything can be converted into a podcast, more or less, if we consider a podcast to be kind of like a snippet of audio. Um, you know, what what is the role that you see, you mentioned earlier, like Spotify, um, some of these major content, I think of them as like warehouses, um, you know, CMS, I guess, is the more appropriate term. <laughs> but, um, you know, these places that have these gigantic catalogs, and, you know, obviously Spotify starts with music, then they move into kind of traditional podcasts. But I envision that in the next few years, as this world, the text to speech world really balloons and you have, like you said, a podcast more or less could be, um, you know, from a major publication or from any type of publication that's putting out recurring content on a daily basis, for example, it gives you the ability to turn that into a, a piece of audio. And then, 
And then I look at them as like, okay, so then they have a ton more audio in their catalog. And I know this is, you know, with you guys having your own CMS catalog, um, I'm just thinking about, you know, clearly there comes a point in time where that becomes just almost in, it's, it's so gigantic that it's hard to even wade through that. You know, it's like, there's so much content and then it's like, okay, so how do you solve that? And everybody would probably say, well, you have to have some mechanism of discovery. So <clears throat> when it comes to these content management systems, um, how do you envision across the next few years of that sort of becoming something that is, you know, for a per user basis, you are able to efficiently connect the user to the content that they're looking for. You mentioned, you know, some of the metadata that you guys are getting today. Um, I'm just really fixated on this thought of, you know, in the same way that Twitter has these, you know, smart algorithms that are surfacing content based on what the people that you follow like, and, you know, you can apply that to any of the different social media tools. They've, they've all sort of been innovating around this to make you, you know, spend your attention on their app for longer periods of time. They have all kinds of clever ways to just constantly keep you enthralled with like more information, more information that's more or less personalized to you. So the question is like, what, what is this sort of mechanism look like in the audio world? How do, how do you, as a user, without having to go and discover all this on your own, and maybe that's the answer is that you do have to discover this on your own. Um, what are your thoughts around how the innovation around discovery will unfold? Uh, well, that's, that's, that's a tough one. It's like um, the million dollar question. <laughs> Boom, go on no the spot. About it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, let's, let's start talking from our, my, my, my small domain. Uh, so, so I think that um, when I look at what we are doing in, uh, let, let's call it the World Internet Audio Library. Okay, so you have you have the obvious one, which is is the first pillar, which is radio, radio show, music. You know, the obvious one, the one that when we started uh, consuming audio on our mobile phone was there was radio, Wi-Fi radio, and music, and then uh, and then audiobooks started to become more and more common. This is the second pillar. You have the third pillar, which is podcasting, that is with us for more than 10 years, but actually, you know, really start uh, uh, getting into our lives. Yeah. Last, yeah, exactly. And, and when I look at Trinity Audio, I think Trinity Audio is the fourth and last pillar, which is taking all the textual assets in the world and turning them into audio. Mm -hmm. So. So those are the four pillars that will build a, a, the audio library. And I feel that definitely Trinity Audio is in the place with, um, where the most content or most potential content is there. Yes. Um, by, by the way, we, we for example, we, we did, some, um, we did some summarization for the year, you know, we found, and, and we did some you know, checkups about what, how much content we create, how many users do we meet. And we find out that, you know, we create a hundred and hundred of thousands of content pieces on a single month. Okay. Hundred and thousands of audio pieces for other ones. This is crazy. This is something that no mm -hmm. podcast company is creating. We meet millions of users on, on a monthly basis. So 
it's 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 already robust and we are just at the beginning right uh, so so this is where we are right now so uh, uh, and so where do i see where do i see trinity audio um well i i think i i see trinity audio meeting the the listener and giving him the person uh, the personalized experience in the fact that um we will meet him throughout different time throughout the day we will meet him um when he consumed different publication we will meet him uh, uh, when he's he's traveling through different uh, uh, states uh, so we will be able to give him what he likes and and what he used to consume based on his preferences now how you combine it uh, i don't know if it will have a close integration with spotify then of course spotify can do the combination between what we know about him and what uh, spotify knows about him and gives him the relevant mixture of uh, music radio show podcasting news sports and and so on and so forth and any kind of other information uh, but i think that at the end of the day you will have your own you will have the david camp radio station uh, with radio all the relevant station. content that you have your own personalized radio station with, with the content that you like and yeah. the news that you like and with the radio shows because they you know the within your the relevant app you will have a, a the relevant and I, and i'm sure and and this is what we are aiming for is the trinity audio will play a major role within within all of that because yeah. when you're driving to work in la for example and it's let's say between 30 minutes to four hour drive uh, you want to consume different type of content and some of them will be super educational some of them will be gossip some of them will be music and and trinity will be a portion uh, of that amount yeah well said i love that i mean i keep thinking about um like you said we're at the beginning of this we're at the beginning of this with so many different facets of it in my world with hearables we're at the beginning of the biometric sensors, right? And I've had some really fascinating discussions on this podcast about, you know, when you start to embed some of these different sensors that will be able to read, um, you know, more or less telemetry and, and the physiological um, metrics that you'll be outputting. Um, and a lot of this will be highly you know, scrutinized around. It needs to be secure and all that. So I don't want to freak anybody mm -hmm. out. Um, <laughs> all kinds of ethical debates about these things, but they, the, from a technology standpoint, it will be feasible to know, okay, you're agitated, you know, or you're really relaxed or whatever that is. And the David Kemp audio, you know, radio station is actually a really good analogy to use because I think it applies to any kind of audio that can fit into that. And it knows, and this is where I continue to believe that the voice assistant in this scenario is so it's so, so fundamental to this vision is that the voice assistant will be the mediator of that content. Um, I don't think that it's just going to like randomly start playing these things. It's going to be sort of suggesting them. It's going to, and, and this is where it's more of a conversation that you're going to be having. It's going to say like, you know, like you said, it, it recognizes that you have a four hour drive or it knows that you have a 15 minute walk and maybe it's the same 15 minute walk every single day. 
and it picks up on that contextual behavior, right? It picks up on habits. It knows what you like. It's in the morning. It's, you know, at that given time, I like podcasts. And then maybe later in the day, my brain is zapped and I just want to listen to some <laughs> like instrumental music or whatever that might be. So that's where I see this getting really exciting. And, and you know, for the your role at Trinity, I think, you know, this idea of you guys are part of the mechanism that feeds into this stream more or less, you know, you're helping with bringing all that text into a modality. And, and we were talking about it before we started recording. You had mentioned that, you know, like Dr. Terry Fisher, he, he talks about how, you know, the, the whole notion of, um, you know, for the first time, we've always had to kind of, and, and I think he got this from Romilly, Brian Romilly, it's like this idea that, you know, we've always had to communicate to computers in their language, right? Going all the way back Correct. to every computer language, HTML, Java, like whatever these things are. And now for the first time, we're able to communicate to computers in our own voices. And I think that like sort of in this like really sort of infantile primitive state of voice technology, it feels so crude that it's like, I just want to revert back to speaking their language and talking to my computer <laughs> literally with my fingers on a keyboard. Um, but I do think that it's actually pretty profound when you think about it, because as things continue to progress and as it all sort of becomes enabled to where you have the ability to consume content in these different modalities and these different interfaces with these different types of pieces of hardware. Um, all of that then I think kind of enables this vision, this possibility where you don't ever really have to do anything more than just speak to the computer to get what you want. And that's, what's really exciting about this. And I think that you know, in this scenario where you're able to just conversate and be like, just give me some, some of the top stories of the day. And whether that be in a podcast format or maybe a mix of, you know, I get 30 minutes of content and there are five minutes of it is from a talk show of the two people that I really respect. Five minutes is actually um, a Wall Street Journal story that's read to me in a very human-like sounding voice. You know, five minutes is uh, Twitter, you know, banter of, of a number of different people about the tweets that they've had for that day. I mean, like, this is all actually becoming pretty enabled. It's quietly happening under the radar in piecemeal, but it's sort of becoming an aggregate, I think, uh, more so than a lot of people realize. And, and so I do think that while in isolation, you know, wow, text-to-speech is really important. When you start to combine that with all the other things that are happening and you look at it from the big picture, you say, yeah, okay, now I do start to see how I can have many of the same experiences that I have today with my phone in a setting that doesn't involve my phone at all. Uh, so, look, I, I think, and, and, and you mentioned Terry Fisher, and, and definitely, I think, I think def, definitely this is, this is the big, big revolution. We talk a lot about, about audio, and, 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 and it's an audio and voice, voice and audio all the time. It's the, 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 the two sides of the same coin. Uh, you can't have one without the other. And, and I think that if um, you mention, you, you talk about, you know, earpiece and, 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 and AirPods and headphones, and we need to talk about like the uh, uh, the voice interface within it will change the the usage of our phone. You said leaving our phone out of the the equation, and this is so true because I believe that in the coming years we'll move more and more to wearables, and wearables can be you know beside of course headsets. Uh, you know it would be the watch that will uh, uh, replace our phone. It would be the glasses 
that will replace other functionalities of our phone and in the coming years we will use more and more voice and audio to interact uh, with the world around us in, in the matter you know of data information things like that whether it's our email account or or just listening to the news and it will be with with, with the headset with the glasses and with the uh, uh, with the watch that we'll have on our hand and and, and of course payments will be uh, uh, through that and and all of that so so definitely we are moving from a or to a, a phoneless era in the coming years and definitely audio and voice is a major part within it uh, this is one thing the second thing and i think it's it's um you know one of the things that i like about voice you know a lot of the time when you talk about about revolution and new technologies you said okay so so there is a new technology and there are the early adapters usually are the young people you know in many cases either kids or or people do it in young age that adopt the technology between 20 to 30 and then from 30 and up it becomes it, it, it's being adopted but more slowly and if you're mm -hmm. talking about 60 plus there's a good chance and you know i always give i like to give the example you know when the computer came into our life especially laptop and everybody started using them a lot not not like let's say i don't know like 20 years ago something around that area and uh, learning uh, uh, making elderly understand the the fact of double clicking on mouth it, it wasn't it wasn't obvious you know it took older people a lot of time to uh, to get the uh, double click to to make an activation of a link or something like that happen and be, uh, it, it wasn't a norm for them but voice technology is super adopted within a, a, the age group of 65 and up uh, why because it's natural and i think this is this is something which is new about this technology that nobody can exactly understand when we'll get to the tipping point because there are different ages that really you know the the change you know it, it it is a change we need to educate the market going back to that again and and, and people know how to learn and need to play with it but it's much more easier than everybody else because we are using our voice the most natural thing for us so i think um i think when when historian will look back at, at this time and of, of of voice technology came to our lives uh, i think it will definitely be a major change in the way human uh, uh, human beings behaved in general uh, and the way we, uh, and we we are getting more and more closer to to be becoming the cyborgs that we talk all about with all the wearables and uh, virtual cities things <laughs> like that and you know the singularity point is is becoming a, a much much closer much much closer i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's, it's, it's becoming more and more closer. Well, it's, it's interesting that you touched on, you know, how this is being adopted widespread across the board. You look at, actually, it's like a barbell. The two biggest cohorts that are adopting it the fastest are young kids and older adults. And, and really, that was part of the big reason why I got so involved in the voice space was that realization that, oh my gosh, you have you know, seniors and you have 70 plus 80 plus year olds that are picking this up and they're loving it and it, and feeling like they're not being marginalized by tech, you know, not having to type on a small little glass screen when they have dexterity issues or they can't quite see the text on there. So it is something where it's 
kind of exciting from that standpoint where it really does feel inclusive um, at a really broad level. And so that to me is why like I get really excited about this is the thought of, man, if you just put a voice assistant or all of these voice assistants and all this functionality in a hearing aid, it just transforms that experience. It changes the whole notion of why you would wear that device. It, it incentivizes you on a whole new level because again, you're, you're then thinking about this differently. It's not just something that helps to amplify the sound around you and improve your quality of life that way. It also might be the main mechanism in which you read the news, right? So those are all things that get me excited. And, and, and that's why I wanted to lead off this season with you was because I do think this is going to be a gigantic use case for in the ear devices in general and hearing aids in general. Um, but I really enjoyed this conversation. I think that we touched on a lot of different topics and it's going to be really interesting to, you know, bring you back on down the line as Trinity continues to evolve. I'm, I'm so impressed that in really like three years time, you've gotten to the point to where literally you can take a piece of code, put it on a WordPress site and every single article on that WordPress site or any kind of blog site, content management system, whatever, you can take it and, and within minutes, you have this option at the top of the article, click to read. So that's, it's just going to get better. The synthetic voices are going to just get more and more human sounding. And I just continue to believe that this is going to be a massive, massive use case for people in general, but really specifically for in-the-ear devices. Um, well, I, I must say that, um, you know, every time uh, that I talk with a voice or an audio uh, enthusiastic like uh, like me, basically, <laughs> and like you, um, it's it's so much fun because I think uh, I, I remember the path that we started like uh, uh, three years ago and it was hard for me to find people that I can share my enthusiasm to talk about things, <laughs> yeah. you know, to replace opinions, things like that. And it's becoming, you know, this group is growing and there are more and more people. You can talk with more people about it, you know, and, and, and it's so much fun. So so I, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me and I'll be more than glad to come back. I don't know, a year from now, tell you, okay, this is what we achieved, this is what not, this is, because it's also, it's also evolving all the time, you know, yeah. we, we take different turns all the time because it's evolving, and, and, and again, thank you for having me, and I hope that, you know, my, my dream for this year to have some podcast uh, recording face-to-face, this is my dream. Absolutely, for I can't wait, I, when, <laughs> when the day comes, I'm serious, when the day comes and we can all start to travel again, I'm going to be like, living out of a suitcase. I'm going to be so on the road, ready to just meet with people again. I can't wait for it. I've, I'm so deprived right now. So um, I'm looking forward to that too. And we will 100% have to do a face-to-face -face podcast at some point. So Ron, uh, really quick as we wrap up, why don't you share with everybody where people can find you, find more information on Trinity? Uh, so, uh, first of all, of course, our website at trinityaudio.ai, uh, or they, you can just ping me on, on LinkedIn, on Twitter at Ron Jaworski. Uh, and now, uh, you know, again, any kind of audio or voice enthusiastic that want to uh, change ideas or do some brainstorm, um, I'm always keen to learn more. Ron Jaworski, the audio guy, not the NFL guy, not Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, Ron. Thank well, you thank very you. much, David. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for everybody who tuned in here to the end, and we will chat with you next time. Cheers. 
Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Future Ear Radio. For more content like this, just head over to futureear.co where you can read all the articles that I've been writing these past few years on the worlds of voice technology and hearables and how the two are beginning to intersect. Thanks for tuning in and I'll chat with you next time.